All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the very, very first episode of the Assist Podcast. Man, what's up, Rod? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going well, bro. OKC Thunder. Man, you know I got to rep my Knicks, bro. Let's go. Hey, the Christmas edition, even though Kevin Durant ain't here no more, hey, it don't uh, matter to me. I'm still going to rep it. I'm still. Hey, it's it. all good. But my team is kind of non-existent too, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, listen, uh, man, we thank you guys for watching. For those of you listening, thank you guys for following along with us. Um, yeah, we're just here, man. So we're just we're just a couple of basketball junkies who, uh, who just love basketball. We love talking everything basketball, and uh, that's just the reason why this podcast exists. So... Um, uh yeah we're just here to provide you the listener and the watcher with with as many dimes as possible uh, that's that's our that's our motto right that's the catchphrase uh, man we're they we're gonna roll with it until and until we can't roll with it no more yeah we might have to trademark that bro <laughs> hey we're gonna have to watermark it do something copyright it nobody else can use it except us nope nope nobody nobody that's right. yeah so everything everything basketball man nba updates highlights lowlights uh news everything basketball from time to time we'll have some guests on here as well which is going to be really fun uh it's going to be really dope but um yeah we're just going to be bringing up you know again news updates certain topics we're going to get creative and have some fun on certain episodes um so that's where we're at yeah man it's it's going to be a lot of fun like you said you know anything related to sports as far as NBA or even WNBA, we got NCAA. True. Hey, who yep. knows if we might dabble in high school if they continue the sports in 2020, 2021. Who knows? Yeah, we might. Hey, we might talk about local. We might talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. It's going to be dope. It, hey, it's going to be awesome. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but a little bit of background about us, if you don't know who we are. Um, my name is uh, Roderick Castillo, and basically my background of basketball is um i grew up initially a spurs fan and i grew up loving the spurs um i was a Manu ginobili fan i ended up Ooh, i shoot left-handed i shoot left-handed that's why i fell in love with Manu ginobili oh that's right you told me exactly, that exactly man so i fell in love with Manu ginobili because he was a left-hander i'd never seen really anybody shoot left-handed in the nba and i followed the spurs for a while and then i kind of transitioned into a player fan so i became a kevin garnett fan back when they won in 08 and mm. then uh in 09 i transitioned to the um what's it called the orlando magic with dwight howard oh superman so, exactly so i had i had one year for christmas i got a kevin garnett jersey and the next year i got a, a dwight nice. Howard jersey. exactly nice. then um as Oklahoma City was moving to I mean as Seattle Supersonics were moving into Oklahoma City um, in 2012 when they reached the NBA Finals that's when I officially just became a diehard Thunder fan mm. I just love the Thunder and I'm sad that we were not able to keep Harden, Ibaka, you know Durant <laughs> obviously and especially the final nail in the coffin we weren't able to keep Westbrook yeah and I was sad about that man but um, that's basically where my love of basketball starts as far as NBA spectrum. I mean, I played middle school, a little bit of high school. Um, I wasn't, I mean, obviously I wasn't super athletic. I'm only yeah. 5'8", so <laughs> I could barely do anything on the court. But, um, you know, for the years that I was able to play um, as far as like amateur-like, um, that, that short-lived career was fun for me. I had a lot of fun, and I still love playing basketball today. I play rec games. I play any any time that, that somebody wants to get on a hoop and let's just play one on one. Did you uh, did you play organized ball? Um, the only organized ball was just through school. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't play any like summer league or. So you played like middle middle and high school. Yeah, I just Is played middle and high school up until sophomore year, and then sophomore year I made the transition into music, gotcha. and so yeah. But uh, other than that, my love for basketball hasn't changed. If you literally see me um, watching a basketball game, I go nuts. Even if it's yeah. just a regular season game, I'm just kind of sitting there calling everybody garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I go nuts on preseason games. Exactly. Yeah, dude, it's fun. <laughs> no matter where, like, no matter what kind of basketball it is, I'm there to watch it, and I'm there to yep. have a good time, and I'm there to be a fan. So that's my little um, background in sports. Um, obviously, I'm going to let Florida kind of take over. Yeah. What's your love for the, for, for the game? Yeah, man? man. So I actually forgot to introduce myself. So my name is Florida Frangu. Um, man, my, my love for basketball started in, uh, started as a little kid, man. When I first discovered, 
um, just what basketball was growing up in New York City. Um, I mean, basketball is massive. Basketball is massive everywhere, but like, there's a different aura, you know, when you're growing up in the city, and uh, and you're playing ball, man. I remember my first basketball hoop was um, our uh, our our fire escapes, our fire oh, escape dang. ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a regular hoop, you know. Um, well, I guess I should say like I had laundry baskets and stuff like that, but. You know, my hey, first you may, like. Hey, you may do with what you what you had, man. Oh, uh, bro, I was windmill. I was I was I was three sixteen <laughs> everything. So, so that's where it started, man. But yet it was like a, a fire escape, man. And so yeah. it was funny because like I was real short too, uh, and and that's kind of how I, I, I don't want to say perfected my jump shot, but man, that's where it all started, bro. And then little by little, like you know, you just kind of go to parks and this and that, and then um, you know, crazy thing is like. I had to work my way on the court because, you know, if you're if you're not good enough or you're not tall enough, like you may not get picked, you may not be able to play until everybody leaves, and then it's just you. Right. And so, like, man, I had to work my way up, you know, just to be able to to hang with the big boys, and and so that's how I like, I I I, I developed my handles, I developed my jump shot. Um, yeah, man. So I, I played I played a lot of organized ball actually. So it started in Dang. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. so um, I play. I played for the, like this um, this like traveling Catholic school. At the time, I started in Staten Island. Okay. And then, um, man, we won three city championships, which was pretty dope. Like Yo, as a young kid, man. as a young kid, that was a crazy experience. Right. Like being all over the newspaper, and I had a couple MVPs, which was like crazy, <laughs> you know. Um, and then from there, man, just like kept going at it. You know, I always had to, because I was a short guy, like I had to develop, you know, your handles and your jump shot, you know, right. just kind of like these, these, these smaller guys in the, in the NBA that you see, you know, they gotta, they gotta get tricky and they gotta get smart, you know, with some of this stuff. And so that's how I kind of became like this, I don't know what you want to call it, but like this, this, this Trey Young, Jason Kidd type of hybrid you know yeah yeah no uh, I, I hear you man i mean hey short guy right here too he yeah, has to develop yeah. way different so, skills if you're if you're short yeah so played uh played middle school a little bit and then played high school for three years and then um you know right after high school i didn't got to go to college but just kept playing you know you know outdoor ball and stuff like that and so but the love for the game man it's always been there it's always there, man. Like, and, and that—that's yeah. one. What, like, the one important thing that you brought up is like, if you if you hit up that that uh, that outside court, and you don't really know anybody, you you have to make a name for yourself somehow. Yeah. At, at the and at the beginning, everybody looks at size, so they're like, yeah. oh, if if you're short, you know, we're not really gonna. Pick oh, you. not only that, but like, I, I had to, I had to like, I didn't, I didn't fit the bill as far as like, man, this dude, like, he don't even look like he can dribble. Oh, like snap. I was like, yeah, yeah, young, yeah. you know, I was young. I was like, not, I was maybe a little bit chubby, but like, you know, I had like an Afro and like just curly yeah, Afro you hair. Just, and you just didn't I fit didn't, the persona. I didn't that's fit the bill. Was. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I say like, man, when I hit the core, I had to work my way up there and then and like, I would just blow them away. I'm like, you know, so had to, uh, earn my stripes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, that's the craziest thing is just like, you have to earn your way into, you know, getting on the court and having some yeah. validation for who you are, even though yeah. just despite your size. And that was that yeah. was like the hardest thing, especially like for me, because I was just kind of like um, anytime that I, uh, after high school and I would just want to play somewhere I've never played before, I would ask like, hey, y'all got five? Say, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. You know, we, we, yeah. have, we already yeah. have our five. And they'll just find yeah. somebody else that's just taller than me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just yeah. got to sit two, three games. And then finally, yep. like, I find a squad that just like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll pick you up. And I'm just like, dang, finally. So now you get that yeah. chance, and then you just slowly make a name for yourself, even if it's just yeah. in that, even if it's just on those courts outside or even inside. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you, your love for the game is always there, always competitive. And that's the one yep. thing that, that like I wanted to have all the time is just truly be like competitive, despite my size, because I know it's hard. You know, I ain't, yeah. I ain't the quickest. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't the best. But what I can do, I'll do my best. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that that's just yeah, that's, that love for the game never never is gonna leave me. And nope. but the only thing I will say is that I'm gonna like I will find that time where I'm gonna be like I need to stop playing. 
I can't yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, let me tell you. you see some let me tell like, you. After you hit after you hit thirty, there's there's moments in your mind where you're like, "Am I done or not?" Because like I've got aches and pains where like for absolutely no reason, man. <laughs> yeah. No, like because I I, yeah. I see some people like they they're hitting up the court and they're like in their fifties, sixties, and it's just like. Yeah. yeah, those years are gone, man. Those years are gone. Just yep. be a spectator. Just be a spectator. <laughs> that's all you can do. Just be a spectator and give yep. advice. That's all. I, that's all yep. I, I tell people, man. And that, yeah. that, that's what but I'm gonna by. I'll, I'll probably be that guy that's gonna play till, I don't know, man, till I can't walk no more. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be convinced. I'm like, all right, I guess I can't play no more. Nah, man. Yeah, but man, the love for the game has always been there, and it's just. It's just such su- such art whenever I was watching the San Antonio Spurs. Like yeah. you see their their amount of passing, the amount of selflessness, yeah. and then now you're seeing that nowadays and it's it's just awesome to watch that that literally it it hasn't died yet of yeah, there's some yeah, it's some teams that are that, that are a lot of hero ball, a lot of one yeah. one one V five and you just kinda sit there, you're like, That's not basketball. Or you yeah. you're like you'll sit there and watch um, a college game or you'll watch High school game. If you ever go to see like one of your relatives or or a sibling or like one of a good friend of yours, you'll go watch them and you'll be like, "That's not basketball." But so, yeah. Like that. That's I love growing up and seeing um, the San Antonio Spurs literally bring that into fruition of like we're yeah. gonna play team ball, and so they, yeah. they've carried that and they've they've stayed through that until now. Demar Derozan. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's a. Man, it you know basketball is you know it's global, man. Like, it's the power of sports is so so incredible, man. How it brings like so many different cultures and you know, you know, uh, uh, like when you when you when you get on the court, it's almost like like you know culture and like age and all this stuff that we're even dealing with today, man. Like race and all this yeah. stuff like is out the window. Like you know because the love of the game is just like it's so it's so unified, it's so universal. Um, and that's why I fell in love with it, man. Like I grew up, um, when I first started like, like it, getting introduced and then watching it, um, it was around 94, 95. Oh, snap, um, really? yeah, I was like six, seven, you know, mm-hmm. 95, I was seven. And so like, that's when I can, I was introduced to it a little bit earlier, maybe like six or so, but that's when you can actually like comprehend and understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm you know, the game and what's going on. And so like, like six or seven. And then from there on, man, it's just like, you know, I caught, you know, obviously the tail end of Jordan's career and, but yeah, man, the, the 94, 95, like, like Knicks, you know, you grew up in New York, you start watching them. They were a powerful team, mm-hmm. obviously towards the end of their, their, their reign as well. But, um, yeah. uh, yeah, man, just fell in love with it. And ever since then, it's just been like this, you know, it's just it's just a whole like w- you're connected to a whole different world man you know yeah. when it comes to basketball and stuff so yeah no i agree with that like totally just because like like you mentioned it doesn't matter like who's on the court it doesn't matter whether like what color you nope. are it doesn't matter what gender you are once you hit that court all of a sudden it becomes totally different to where everybody's competitive yeah. everybody wants to win and it's just Everybody comes Everybody's together. Everybody's having fun, yeah. Exactly. Everybody's having fun, like whether if it, if it's a competitive game or or if it's a lopsided game, it doesn't really matter. Like everybody is having yeah. fun in their own respective way, and that's one thing like I love with basketball because you don't really have to know somebody on a personal level to have a yeah. great time in basketball. Like, yeah. There, like there's some guys that where I'll, I'll just meet them like twice every like couple months, but as soon as like we're on the same squad together, we have a great time. You know, we, yeah. we're there backing each other up. But, I mean, I'm never going to hang out with that guy outside of the court. But what helps us come together is the fact that we are inside that court and we're yeah. Like, yeah. inside those the, 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 the baselines and the out-of-bounds. Yep. And it's just – it's totally different, man. And it's, it's, yep. it's something else that just clicks within you. And all, yeah. all of a sudden, like, you, you look at it and you're like, dang, I can't believe that we were able to accomplish that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a whole different world, man. It's a whole brotherhood, a sisterhood, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody just comes together, man. It's y'all, it's all, it's all unity and everybody's unified, man. And so like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole culture, man, you know, and I love it. So yes, sir. 
Um, hey, really quick to you guys listening and watching, um, you can follow us on, if you're not, you can follow us on Instagram at, um, at the assist underscore podcast. Um, you can follow us on eventually Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, YouTube, uh, coming soon. But, um, yeah, so the, so the best way as of right now is Rod, tell them. Hey, the best way right now literally is going to be through Instagram because that's where all of our content is going to be at the moment. We're going to have Linktree uh, on the description, and it's going to guide you towards Anchor. Whenever we're going to release this episode number one, we're going to release it on Anchor, and it's going to be broadcasted out through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You're going to be able yeah. to check it out whenever we release this. It's going to be awesome. That's at the Assist podcast i'm gonna look it up for a quick second just to make sure that i have the actual description right the assist underscore podcast Podcast. and i'll repeat that one more time the assist those two words together underscore podcast and that's where we're gonna be at we're gonna we're gonna be delivering breaking news news that's gonna be pertaining to anything nba WNBA, ncaa it's gonna be awesome even high school if we dabble into that and you go there and then we're gonna have a link tree on the description anchor it's going to distribute all of our content. Even We're even going to be on YouTube pretty soon. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, man. Oof, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm excited because this is our first episode. <laughs> yeah. And I, we just love the game, man. And we can talk for hours about the game. Hours. Um, so we hope you enjoy. I'd get, I'd you know, get in trouble, yeah, man. We, yeah, we hope you enjoy like any time that we talk about uh, the NBA or anything, all things basketball. Yeah. If, if anything else, all things basketball, man. And just if you love it, man. Definitely, you know, listen to us or watch us whenever we get up on YouTube. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Dope, man. So many, so many outlets. So I love, uh, I love the internet nowadays, man. Social media is like, man, it gives us so many, so many platforms. And so, yeah, like Rod said, keep up with us, man. We're, we're going to be, like I said, this is going to be fun, exciting. It's going to be huge. It's only episode one. So, and we haven't even really started yet. Yeah, I know. So. Jeez. Oh, yes, man. sir. What, obviously, you know, one thing that we definitely wanted to bring to your attention, um, you've been listening throughout it all, throughout all the uh, sports broadcasts or even stuff like that. But obviously, we wanted to give our take on what we took away and what was our favorite moment of The Last Dance. You know, if yes. you've been paying attention, man, if you've been paying attention – or if you haven't been paying attention, obviously you don't either. You don't have TV or you don't have internet. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand like what's happening. But if you have not paid attention to that ten-part documentary series, or as people say, docu series of The Last Dance, yeah. uh, man, you truly missed out on something uh, special, man. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna pass over to Florida on, um, so he can expand more upon it. Um, but yeah, bro, like, I'm give me your thoughts, man. Just tell me exactly what you thought of the last dance and what what was awesome to you about it. Yeah, what I what I love about it is, man, like whether you take something like the last dance or these, like you, you look at thirty for thirties, um, you look at these, like you know, behind the scenes like documentaries and shows that you know the 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 viewer the, or the or the normal fan doesn't really get to see i love that stuff we get to you get to see the real raw authentic side of not only sports but like who these individuals really are and what they go through and what they deal with you know everybody looked at the bulls as completely unstoppable they, everybody looks at michael jordan as a god and like you know but like if you if you watched it and if you haven't please watch it but if you watched it like Man, you just see how much this dude went through, like emotionally, physically, you know, um, you could even say spiritually, man, like, you yeah, know, man. he just went through a lot. And so like, you know, I, again, I love the behind the scenes stuff because it's like, because like nothing is perfect. We see, you know, you hop on a TV and you watch, you turn on the game, you watch them play and then the game ends and you're like, oh my God, this team is absolutely incredible. Their camaraderie is, is amazing. They're, they're, you know, they got great unity. You know, everything is just perfect with this team. But then behind the scenes, you're like, oh, my goodness, like they are an absolute wreck. Like I didn't know Robin, you know, left to go hang out in Vegas for for a few days or a week or so, whatever, and then come back. And like, it's just like, (laughs) who in the world would do that? But like my takeaways, man, like, like I just I just appreciated that real raw side of sports. 
You know what I mean? And oh, so yeah, I agree, man. Um, you, you see that you see that you see how powerful this dynasty was, and it's because like, you know, maybe maybe it is because they went through all that drama and crap, you know, and that just brought the team closer together. Michael Jordan's will to win was absolutely unmatched, man. Yeah. You know, um, how 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 people said like he got you know he was a he was a jerk or whatever this and that and just like he loved them so much and he wanted to push them so much to be able to to hang with him so to speak you know what i mean to be able to win these six championships you know imagine if everybody had that same passion and desire that he did like they probably could have won nine or ten like i'm just saying yeah you know what i mean and so like they even mentioned it they went for seven but like obviously jerry krauss had different had different ideas but you know um man just such a such a powerful documentary man like just to see his his will his drive his passion um just completely unmatched man um I w- i'm gonna watch that over again time and time again and so oh, yeah for sure it's yeah it's awesome because like you um there's a there's an awesome quote i'm not sure like who says it or if it's like unknown of who the person was that said this quote but many people see the glory but they don't know the story yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what we saw in the documentary series. Yeah. You know, like you said, we turn on the game and we just watch for those two and a half, yep. three hours, and we we just think that these guys are just invincible, and we think that nothing's gonna happen, and that it's all this craziness, or like how Jerry Krause said, "There's no backstabbing here." In the docu series, how we, that was a quote that was literally like brought up every yeah. episode, and you got to see in '98 how literally how crazy it was to yeah. to watch everything unfold and to yeah. see you know Scotty Pippen was was pretty much lowballed his his entire like that entire contract he got yeah knowing the yeah. backstory behind that knowing that he didn't even know if he was going to play anymore and so that's why yeah. he did that contract and then when he tried to negotiate um uh Kraus and um uh, I forgot the other guy the other the, the general manager's name yeah, I forgot his name too. So they, they said, if you about. sign this contract, we're not going to renegotiate because literally, like, this is it, man. I'm not going to try to get yeah. more. You're not going to try to get more money out of the Bulls. Yeah. And so watching that in the seven years and him getting frustrated and watching, like you said, Rodman and his antics, and he was just literally <laughs> like, he was a magician. One day he was there, yeah. the next day he was gone. He was like, the next day I, I need to do something. And yeah. how Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan were literally able to calm everybody down and be like, "Look, this team is a team that we're gonna we're gonna deliver this championship. It's gonna be however I want it, however it's gonna yeah. be done. We're gonna do it. And if, yeah. if that includes Rodman going to Vegas, if that includes Scotty sitting out um, the '97 yeah. season, the '98 season, uh, something like that, and then if that includes whatever we have to do, if I have to be a tyrant yeah. like you say I am, then." Call me whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me, but I win yeah. championships. So that, yeah. that's one thing that was super crazy to me. And just, I I found it very, I found it very shocking that how my, Michael Jordan literally became, he had to find ways for him to get pumped about the games. And it was yeah. Like, oh, okay. He lied. Yeah, dude. Like he would lie about. He was uh, making up stories. He was making up stories. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like he even called out the, the, the mascot. And said they they had to replace you too just for him to get fired up or something like that. Yeah, that, that's how much trash talking he did, and that's how. And it, it was insane, man, because you don't yeah. ever like think that he would be like that. That much of a of a of a competitor, or that much of that much fire in him. But yeah, it, or or he would have to take that much in in yeah. the instance, man. But that was just crazy to me. And the one thing I'll I'll, I'll take away is just how. How many stories every guy had about him, but um, Steve Kerr's story was one of the most compelling stories because I don't honestly I didn't like Steve Kerr, like I, really not not in the Bulls, but I didn't like Steve the Steve Kerr of now with the Warriors. Yeah, because I felt like he inherited that team from Mark Jackson, and then all he did was just change a couple of the of the, of the how we're gonna run stuff, and then all of a sudden now you see this Warriors dynasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like yeah. he kind of inherited that. And yes, they won their championships, but at the same time, yeah. you know, I didn't like Steve Kerr. But then watching Steve Kerr of the basketball player mm-hmm. of Steve Kerr, and knowing yep. that you know, I I earned Michael Jordan's respect through the yep. years of me being a bull, and I'm just like, 
dang, that's crazy because they can relate on yeah. so many levels. They lost their fathers. You know, um, my uh, uh, Steve Kerr literally like was had to work from the ground up, and then yeah. he still had to earn Michael Jordan's respect, and he earned it. Yeah, and it's just like that. That hard work pays off mentality is just crazy to me, and I respect yeah. Steve Kerr a lot now. Just hearing that side of his story, and and how him and MJ are able to relate on so many levels, but also have that trust. And so that's the one yeah. thing that I was just I, I can pull through the the last dance, and I don't I don't know, man. Like that 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 thing just got me. Every time we heard that signature song, man. Every time yeah. I heard that singer song, I, I wanted to stand up and I just wanted to be like, "Oh, oh it gets you hype, man!" It just it just lit something within you that you. I would love to, to use it, but we might get in trouble. Man, I, I want to use it too, bro. Trust me, I want to use it too. But at the same time, we're, we'd probably get calls. Yeah, <laughs> probably get calls yeah. and emails and being like, "Please don't use this again. We're gonna have to take off your yeah. podcast." Yeah, man. What's amazing is just to see Jordan's progression, like you know, from. From, you know, they started when he was in, you know, North Carolina and stuff like that. And just to see his progression and his confidence was like, and I said it earlier, it's just like, man, his will to win, his passion, his drive, his confidence was absolutely unmatched. You know what I mean? Um, And so just to see his progression from college to his first, you know, rookie year and how like with every year almost his team changed and like he kept getting better. The Bulls just kept getting better. Anybody they put in there, it was getting better, and like it was just insane, man. So like his, his, his again, his drive, his his passion was just contagious, and so that's man, that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, the Bulls are the Bulls, man. And but but again, I I go back to like, I love how raw that documentary was, and I think like to go back to one of your quotes that you said earlier, um, I've heard it. I've heard it put a different way from uh, from TD Jakes, you know, in a in a sermon. He said something along the lines of like, "Everybody wants my position. Everybody wants to be in my position, but nobody wants to go through the pain that I went through." Oh yeah, you know what I mean, dude. That's that's so, that's so eloquently said, man. Yeah, man. And so like we we look at these guys like they're just stars and gods, and this team is amazing and this and that. But in the locker room, man, like, <laughs> man, like. Some you know these guys. Some of these guys don't like each other. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. And, and and sometimes they don't agree with the coaches. They don't agree with whatever. They get called out in practice. They fight in practice. They get punched in the eye or whatever the case <laughs> is. Like, you know, all this stuff. And yeah. so, and so, man, that's why I just appreciated. You know, shout out to ESPN, man, for putting that together and putting it out. Like, I appreciated how raw and real and authentic it was for for the fan. You know. And what a time to put it out, you know, like a perfect time to put it out. Um, this is only going to call for more documentaries, right? <laughs> oh, man. like Because, I mean, they're, they're already in the works for Tom Brady to do his documentary. Really? Um, yeah, they're in the works for, for him oh, to do well. his documentary. So I'm just like, okay, how many more are we going to get? <laughs> well, that, that, that's that's going to be interesting because I'm a diehard Giants fan. Right. <laughs> so And so to watch that, hopefully, like, it, it might change my heart about Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, hopefully but it does. I mean, cause, yeah. but, but man, the last dance, all it was was literally just like a mic drop or it was just like a cherry on top, man. Because yeah. there were there was already, you know, people can debate all day. and But at the same time, a lot of, a lot of things led to people just saying Michael Jordan's the GOAT. That was a majority. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as this docuseries came out, it just pretty much just solidified that yeah. position is just w- watching every episode and knowing, like you said, from North Carolina or even from his kid days, whenever he used to yeah. play with his with his brothers, right? And seeing his dad always backing him up and always being there for him to then to him winning his second three peat without his father and yeah. just knowing all of that, just pretty much put the cherry on top or just yeah. put the mic down. And it's just yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan's pretty much the I mean, of all time, man. I mean, you. you you get your first three-peat, you take a season off, go play baseball, and you come back and you get three more. Come on. Yeah, man. Dude. <laughs> well, I mean, it, had it not been for him being out of shape in baseball, they could have yeah. won again. They could have. That's they, what I'm saying. They could have – because, I mean, they took they took uh, 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 Shaq and Penny to six games. Yep. And Michael Jordan was pretty much, like, out of shape. 
<laughs> yeah. He was out of yeah. shape, and then finally, like that next season, he was like, "That's whenever they had that uh, the seventy-two and ten season." Yeah. It was yeah. unstoppable, and then obviously the, the second three feet happened, and man, just knowing the, like you said, everything that he went through, and the fact that he had to, um, he was burnt out, and after that first three feet, and then he came back yeah. with 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 another like another fire lit into yeah. that fl- another flame lit into that fire and yeah. just seeing that man it was just awesome because yeah michael jordan was back and then i wish he could have stopped after the 98 shot i wish he didn't have to go have to go to the wizards you know what i mean wizards i know man seeing that 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 third time when he came back i was like oh man uh, thank god it wasn't in the documentary <laughs> thank yeah. goodness but i've just seen that man i was just kind of sitting there i was just like man yeah, and again, it goes it goes back to like he's he just that's the love of the game, man. Like he's just passionate about it. You. It never leaves. He's you, got man. that itch, you know. Yeah. And he's still he's still he's probably still schooling guys nowadays. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I won't lie. Episode number six was hard to watch, man. That's that's when they had the Knicks rivalry and the Knicks series oh, and stuff geez. like that, man. <laughs> It's hard to I remember you watch, texted me. You were man. just like, please, you know, if there's oh, any way that we could not talk about episode yeah. number six. <laughs> hard to watch, man. But yeah. he said, uh, what I love it, though, he gave him respect, though. He said, you know, uh, it was Knicks, Pacers, and Pistons that gave him the hardest time. Yeah, for sure, man. And it, yeah, and so much respect, man. Um, it's crazy how he didn't mention, like, the Celtics or, or even the Lakers, you know? Well, Maybe mean, he was I, talking I, about the East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was talking about the East. But, but even then, like, I think he didn't bring up the Celtics because I think he knew how outmatched he was. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't really do it himself other yeah. than whenever he... Um, good point. That's I think he point. won the first round whenever they had, he had that game six shot against the Cavs in 91 or yeah. something like that. And then he went up against the uh, 90. It was either 1990 or 91 or something like that. Whenever he had to go up against the bad boy Pistons in, yep. the, in the semis or, or in the uh, Eastern Finals. Or something like that. Um, yeah, it was. Mm, so the Pistons won the back-to-back in eighty-nine, ninety, I think. Eighty-nine, ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah eighty-nine, ninety. So. so I think it was a shot of eighty-nine or shot of ninety or something like that. I think it was a shot of eighty-nine. I'm gonna go with eighty-nine. If I get if I if 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 I get uh you know if I get uh reprimanded, I'll give you credit way. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but that after that shot, man, and then the fact that I think that he he knew that he he. He knew that the bad boy Pistons were probably the toughest, and probably the Celtics. He he probably had that, and but he never yeah. really got to truly face Larry Bird yeah. at his finest, other than that one yeah. that one season where he took him, I think, to five games or six games, but then they yeah. ended up getting you know eliminated by the Celtics. But hey, Larry Bird gave him his Larry Bird gave him his respect, man. Like he yeah. tried as hard as he could he, with with that team, bro. Until yeah. until ninety one. Yeah, and and Larry even gave him some competition as a head coach too, as a Pacers. Yeah, yeah, dude, you know? that's crazy. That's crazy to know, it, man. It's crazy, right? Like, man, like now you're playing against this guy as you know he's a head coach and you're a player, still. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's just unbelievable documentary, man. So shout out to ESPN, ESPN. If you're watching this, great job, dude. Seriously, I gotta give you. I gotta give like. Yeah. I don't have a hat, but tip my hat to you. Yeah. Give you like a. I'm slow, not gonna take like, it off all the way. I'm not gonna a, take it off all the way. I got quarantine you, here. Give, give you give, give you a hand clap, a golf clap, or something, yeah. man. Just because, like, oof, he's yeah. solidified, man. Solidified, stamped it, seal of approval. He's the goat, man. I'm not gonna. Incredible, I'm not gonna change that. Incredible, and I and I'll give it to you know, the management and coaching staff too, man. Just like absolutely incredible to see, you know the the progression of phil jackson as well you know from a player and you know i didn't know he coached overseas was it like was it like puerto rico or something like that he coached something initially like that. i think i think yeah he coached in the i didn't know C- that i think no? it was the cba if i'm or something like that the CBA i don't or, i don't remember but he coached in some but small even so league and then he won, i think he won a championship there didn't he or no i can't remember i don't think so no but I, obviously I, you know like he was hurt because he was a great coach yeah. So, oh man, but but again, like just to see even Phil Jackson's progression as a coach, yeah. man, you know, to to coach, you know, uh, this this, I guess you can call it international team that nobody really knew about, you know, and then he was assistant, and then eventually uh, learned his learned his way his 
you know, earned his way as a head coach. And, um, but even that man, like even that wasn't, wasn't all gravy for him, you know, Mm -hmm. like he had to deal with different, different, you know, uh, coaching staff and different players and management and, you know, and then having to deal with like, Hey Phil, this is going to be your last season. Like no matter what you're as a coach, you're like, man, and like kudos to him for putting together like you even saw the booklet that said the last dance, man. Oh yeah, for as, sure. they, as they started the ninety seven, ninety eight season, yeah. it's just like, okay, you know what? This is going to be my last dance, and I'm, and we're going to go out hard. And uh, man, kudos to him. But also, like I said, like a- as much as a as a as a I guess jerk as he was portrayed, uh, Jerry Krause, like he did kind of put that team together, you know. He made the right yeah. moves. He made some some good trades, you know. I guess the I guess the knucklehead part of him you you can deal with <laughs> if yeah, you're the, winning that many championships, you know. Yeah, the biggest flaw that everybody gives him flack for is just the fact that he didn't draft Michael, you know. Yeah. But the fact that he was able to put winners around Michael and people that complimented Michael so well, exactly. That's just you have you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. And, and yes, obviously the players go out there and they win the championship. But it's it's a three part it's three part it's management coaching players that's players, yeah. all it really is and the yeah. fact that they were able to get Phil and Phil was able to install this triangle offense and then Jerry Krause putting the implemental pieces around Michael and then yeah. Michael Scotty you know at time at the time Horace Grant at the, and then all yeah. of a sudden Coo Coach and you have Cartwright you have Paxson you that's have right. you know Steve Kerr and then you have um, oh, man Longley. Harper you have Longley. <laughs> You know, all these guys that literally yeah. just complimented Michael so well, and they yeah. complimented each other. Yeah. So it's just a, yeah, it's, that's it's a three-headed monster, man. And so you have yeah. to give all all credit to three to three heads. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier, man. Like, like it goes back to like you can see, like Jordan stays obviously with the Bulls his whole career, and then mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of see season after season guys rotating in and out, and that's all management. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're 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 pulling out, put it putting in, just seeing what works best with michael um and then eventually that's why i say kudos kudos to them because they did all that man they you know they put the team together um so man powerful there's no there's only it's it's rare that happens man and you know we you know so what's the one word what's the one word you would say like as far as like the docuseries was (sighs) man um i don't know man i (laughs) It's, I mean, I it's mean, two. It's it's a phrase that comes to mind. It's two words. It's okay. it's mic drop. Mic drop. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because it's a phrase. But at the same time, you know, people just say mic drop. You know what I mean? Man, like the yeah. one, the, the one easy easiest word, man. It's just gonna be, for me. I mean, obviously it's cliche, but it's just memorable, man. Like yeah. something that we will always remember. Yeah. You know, it's gonna come out on DVD. It's gonna be there for your phones. It's gonna be there in technology somewhere yeah. along technology. You're gonna see it and you're gonna be able to watch it again. Yeah. And just have those memories brought back up to you of, man, the fact that we were able to, people were able to witness that. I wasn't yeah. able to witness that because I was born in '95. But yeah. the fact that, you know, <laughs> that I was, I was able to look back on history and witness yeah. somebody that was truly amazing, that it changed the game in an amazing way, and just an amazing organization, all three parts working together to deliver two three peats, man. Yeah. That, that's something that's yeah. insane. Yeah, you can say you can say the Celtics whenever they won eleven chips, pretty much. But yeah. at the same time, that's a that's a different era in yeah. in the shot clock, you know, when when once the shot clock era was introduced and then you had, you know, all the all, all these different all these different like um, systems implemented yeah. in the NBA yeah. and uh, yep. you know different rules that were that, yeah, that were exactly. you know the rules of the 90s aren't the rules of of the of the two, of the 2010s and the 2020s yeah. coming up but man watching yeah. that was just crazy and so like I like I said one word for me easily memorable man yeah, I'm man. not going to say anything other else than that yeah. Well, yeah like I said man um before we get to our next topic man like like I said I caught the tail end of that you know mm-hmm. as a as a 7 8 9 10 year old man um, and you see Jordan, you see them getting that three peat, man. It's just like, I have very vague memories of it. You know, um, I have better memories of the 97, 98 season. Um, but man, like I remember watching that game against the jazz. He stole the ball, came down to court, 
hit it with the crossover. And he even mentioned it in the video. He's like, it looks like I pushed off, but he was already on his way out. You can tell, man. You can <laughs> yeah. tell. He was, like, his feet weren't set. So the fact that his, yeah. his hand was there, I mean, yeah, yeah nah, you really can't call that. He, he got so crossed. Then he, he got crossed, bro. You have to yeah, say Yeah, he, he got crossed, man. He pulled up. Man, he had the follow through. Nothing but money, bro. And I was just like, dang. As a young kid, you're like, that dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, man, just absolutely powerful documentary. So shout out, shout out to ESPN. Um, man, any last words on the dan- on the last dance? Only thing I will say, though, is that I, I saw an old video of myself growing up. I think I was probably the age around three or four. I was wearing Jordan 11s, bro. Wearing nice. Jordan 11s, the small ones. <laughs> Dude, I saw it and I was like, I had, I had sneaker game back in the day, man. Ooh. Had sneaker game, but hey. And that's all I gotta say for it, man. Uh, my, I guess my dad was a, a Bulls fan at that time. He was like, "I'm getting okay. Jordan 11s. <laughs> nice, nice, man. man. Nice, man. So, well, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, uh, moving on to something that was crazy is obviously we're talking about systems. We're talking about um, you know times that were that we're living in back in the '90s. Now to the times that we're living in now. I know. We're living yep. in some crazy times. It's weird. Yeah. We don't know what to think of it. We always have an opinion, so we're going to lay those opinions on you, bro. Yeah. And the listeners here, whether you're listening or watching, um, if you've been watching and if you've been paying attention to the news lately regarding the NBA, there are a couple of scenarios. Basically, majority of the NBA uh, GMs, they say that they just want to start as soon as the playoffs. They just want to, all right, thank you, other 14 teams. Thank you so much. But at the same time, <laughs> we're going to head on to the playoffs because we don't have that much time left because we're going to roll into yeah. college football anyways. You're going to overlap. So why not just do the, 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 the top 16 teams, eight on the west, eight on the east, yeah. and let's go. And then you have the other scenario of 20 teams where yeah. teams 7 through 10 have a play-in pool on the east yeah. and the west. So you have a uh, 10 on the east, 10 on the west, and then you figure out you know 7 through 10, you have a play-in pool. Obviously, you have some regular season games, a couple of warm-up games. And then you have scenario number three, 22 teams, up to mm. 22 teams out of the 30. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, teams are begging that, hey, we need some revenue. We've already yeah. lost so much revenue. Can yeah. we just play a couple more games and still get some of that money that we've lost? Yeah. So that's just those are just three scenarios, man, that, that Adam Silver is just going to have to, you know, he's going to have to pick one. He's going to have to yeah. pick one or – and, and at the end of the day, man, nobody's going to be happy. And, yeah, nobody. But, you know, nope. me and Florida go back and forth, man. <laughs> Florida, I don't, I don't know why you say this, but you just say the season's a wash. Tell it's me a wash, why. man. Tell me it's why, a man. Wash. You got to look at timing. You know, it, it's already today's June 1st, right? And so you look at when do you want to start the season? If you're going to if you're going to get these guys back, you know, you know, training and, and practicing again, you're probably not going to start till end of July, right? You know, let's just call it, let's just call it August 1st, right? So you got August, September, October, November, December, you know, how much time do you allocate to playoffs? How much time do you allocate to, um, the NBA draft, you know, the free agency, you know, length that you, you normally get the break that these guys, well, they've already gotten a break, but you know what I'm saying? And then you also have, you know, and again, that time where you, you prepare for the following season, you go in a training camp, right? right? And then how, and then when do you actually start the following season? And by then it's just like, you, you almost just really don't get a break going into next season. There's you know, no obviously time, next season yeah. is going to be, it's going to, obviously next season is going to be shortened, but you really don't have a full break, you know? Um, and so that's why I say, man, because of the timing of everything, I say, Call it a wash, right? Let's man, go into. I can't, I can't roll with that, bro. I can't roll with that. I can't. I don't know why. Uh, but as it, as much logic as you had right there, I still I have to shoot it down, man. I can't. I can't. There has to give me some NBA, bro. If if it has to be sixteen teams, and if Zion's left out, if the Trailblazers are left out, if the Wizards are left out, so be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, here's here's why I don't agree with that. Like you go into you go right into the playoffs and 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 according to what I'm reading and everything that I'm saying, you go right into the playoffs. Now you got to let's just say 
you got a nine seed, right? A nine seed who's, what, two games? Or I guess we could pull it up, but you got a nine seed who's, I'm going to pull it up just, just because yeah, we no, can take I, a look I at this. You, so. Yeah, so so let's just say you got a nine seed who's a couple games out of the playoffs, and now they're like, well, what in the world? Like we had, we had a chance to to get the eighth seed. Let's take let's take the Western Conference for example. You have an eighth seed Memphis Grizzlies who has thirty two wins, and a ninth seed Portland Trailblazers who has twenty nine wins. So they're three games out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So three games out. Well, according to this, two, yeah, three and a half games out. So now you take away the Portland Trailblazers' chance of playing those, let's say, four games and getting to that eighth seed. Right. That's completely unfair to me. Yeah, but even then, like Damian Lillard said himself, like if I'm gonna, if you're gonna give me four or five games just to even see if I'm gonna make it, and if I don't, I'm not even gonna play. I'm not gonna bother playing. Like I'll be there yeah. for my team, but I'm gonna sit on the bench. And it's just mm. like, dang, dude, that's. Isn't that the whole point of like you returning to yeah. the NBA season, give the fans what they want, entertain? You? Yeah, I see what he's. Yeah, I see what he's saying on that. I and, see his frustration, I, but I mean, like, give me something. Yeah, I think on his parts, like, dude, you, you better play. Like, just play to win the game. Like, yeah, the you only, play the, to win the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only, the only logical is just the Western Conference, because if you look at the Eastern Conference, literally Washington is sitting there six games back. Well, they're yeah, five and a half out. games back. Yeah. Five and a half games back, and Charlotte's sitting there at seven games back from the eighth seed. And yeah. you look at the Western, like you said, you have Portland and New Orleans and Sacramento. All yeah. of them, all three teams are literally three games yeah. back yeah. from that eighth seed. Yeah, man. So so that's why I keep going back to, like, man, it's June 1st. Like, you guys should be prepping they for the draft They should have already right started June, June 1st, if not, like, mid-June. Right, man. So you guys yeah. should be preparing for the draft right now. That's why I say you draft – you get these drafted players, then you go into free agency, you have those players now on your team, and now you have enough time to have your drafted players and your free agents, then you go into training camp, and you prepare for a shortened season next season, you start maybe Thanksgiving, you start maybe Christmas, you know? Um, so, man, like, I don't know. That's I just mean, my take, man. That's my hot take. I mean, no, I mean, hey, there is that. that's always been on the table. <laughs> But at the same time, yeah. man, oh man, I don't. I want the season, but there's just way I. I'm I'm trying to empathize with your point, and I and I agree with your point to a certain premise. Yeah. But you know, there's also a business side. I get exactly. It. That's that. That's why. That's what I wanted to say. Is just like at the end of the day, the NBA is all about dollars. The NBA yeah. is going to get their dollars. They're going to have to. They've already lost too many dollars. So yeah. in order to try to at least salvage some of what they have because now the, the salary cap is going to take a big hit whenever players want money, whenever they want that yeah. max contract. We can't That's give true. you $200 million. We can only give you $140 million. Well, what happened yeah. to $60 million? We lost it in, 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 the, uh, in, the in the asterisk season. You know what yeah. I mean? And that, in this pandemic, we lost all that money, so we can't offer you that any, yeah. anymore. And those, yeah. small mar- those small markets like Oklahoma City or uh, you know, Milwaukee is kind of like pretty much a small market. They can only offer like probably like one max contract, or even at the most two, and or or you have like Sacramento or the, the those those places like that. They can't offer big money, and now they're losing yeah. more money. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I say when it comes down to it, like I think the NBA is going to have to con- consider even just doing the season, like not doing not something. as far as like regular season, but give me that they're going to have to give the fans something. They're going to have to give the team yeah. something because we can't, they can't yeah. lose that, that money anymore. And yeah. anywhere money lost, it's just going to be crazy. Then all of a sudden, yeah. like, because LeBron James, he has his money. You know, yeah. AD, they have their money. But, for instance, Alex Caruso ain't got that much money. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or if, or yeah. if you get, like, for instance, like the... He's getting there, man. Yeah, well, yeah, at the bottom of the bottom. Caruso, players, like, he's getting there, man. No, I, I, I know he's getting there, but I'm saying, like, his money, <laughs> though. Like, the, yeah, like no, those man, players... No. 12 through 12 through 15 those players on the G League all of a sudden you know they're wondering where's my money going to come from yeah so yeah. and when it comes down to it at the end of the day I think it's just going to be a, the amount of of uh, dollars that they're going to have to salvage personally what I would want is I'd want um I'd want 20 teams I I yeah. I would give Washington a shot I'd give um I think it's Orlando not Orlando 
But I give Washington a shot, and I'd give Charlotte a shot. Charlotte. They have, they have Devontae Graham. They have uh, Terry Rozier. They have Miles Bridges. You know, they got a good they – they, they, they have an okay squad. Not bad. Here's – Here's if you look at the Western Conference though, you've got so the nine and ten. Ten is the Pelicans, but they're tied with the Kings. But so what New do Orleans do? holds that tiebreaker. Ah, they okay. hold the tiebreaker. So that's why they're that's why they're they're in the ten seed. Yeah. So, you know, you have Dame Dollar, you know, you have CJ, you have But then you, you But then Trump. you <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but then you have the Spurs who are only literally one game out. Nah man, you can't do it. You can't And so they're like what? Like that's not fair. Like if you gave us, you know, that's you know, what I'm saying, maybe, bro. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, you're not gonna make everybody happy. No yeah. team's gonna be happy. Like not even the fans are gonna be happy. That's why I say call it a wash. <laughs> <laughs> the fans this, are gonna be happy. This, Nobody's happy. So hey, just hey, Thanksgiving. We'll see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is a little different, obviously, from if you remember the 98-99 lockout season. Yeah, where it's only 50 know? games, I think, right? Yeah. So shout out to the 99 Knicks who made it to the finals as an eighth seed because of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a little bit different than that, man. Right. You know, this is obviously like, man, halfway through the season, you're like, let's just stop stuff. And so how do you restart? So I get that. Um, but I'm just thinking of like... <sighs> You know, there's a there's a dollar perspective. There's a dollar viewpoint versus a realistic like player team um, perspective. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, man, these guys are out there to play, and so how do you do that without overwhelming them physically? How do you do that to prepare to prepare them enough time, Shake physically, mentally? Yeah. Yeah. And then be able to close out the season and then prepare for next season. Like right, you like for you're, instance, you're already you're already in next season, kind of. For yeah, for sure. Because for instance, like we stopped in March, April, May, June. So three months technically would have been, so let's say August, August, September, October. You only have one month of November to to get. Yeah, ready. we we should have had we should have had an NBA champion right now, right? Yeah. Oh. Not right now. We probably would have been like in game one, couple or game weeks. two. Yeah, we, yeah, like in two weeks, we probably would have crowned a champion. But now, like for instance, like you say, you know, we're we're gonna end the season in October, and we yeah. crown a champion, and as an as an at risk, and all of a sudden we have just November and then December, and we start Christmas Day. For instance, yeah. you only yeah. got no, a month and a half to get your season ready to, for players to rest up from, you know, I mean, granted that could be they don't have to rest as much. Because they already have this long rest, but at the yeah. same time, you know you have certain um, systems that you want to implement. For instance, if you want to do coaching hires, or if you want to do assistant hires or agent scouting, like how is that going to work? Where you have yeah, that's what I'm saying. All yeah, that offseason stuff. There, there, there's a, there's a lot of offseason stuff that just that's just yeah. going to have to be compact, or some people are just going to have to do it while the season's going on, and it's just yeah. things are like a lot of things are gonna are gonna be different. So that's the yeah. one thing that's going to be crazy. But at the end of the day, man, as much as you'd want to cancel the season, you have to make some of your money. You have that, that's why I think the NBA is just they're 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 gonna get they're they're gonna fall into that thing where it's just the dollar and it's the entertainment part. That's the, yeah. that's where I think they're gonna fall into it, and then yeah. all of a sudden the season's gonna 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 go, and we're not gonna be happy. Yeah, it'll be different for sure. Man. It's gonna be different, man. Yeah, man, yeah, one, it'll be the, different, man. The one, that, the one thing I'm that's getting, one word. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No. <laughs> so actually, the word "different" is the word I've been using, like, man, since this whole pandemic started. Like, you know, hey, how you doing, Rod? How's your family? This and that. Like, yeah. the word I've been using is like, man, it's it's been different. Like, you know, nothing bad, nothing crazy, or like, you know, it's just been different. For sure. Um, and so that's why I think like going into this next season. Or, or continuing this season is going to look different. It's going to feel different, you know. Even even next season because it's most likely going to be shortened, right? Yeah. So that's going to sure. even look and feel different um, until we get back to the norm. You know, maybe what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two season is going to be crazy. But the one yeah. thing, like I was going to point it out, the one thing is that I read today is I cannot believe that this team said that they want to be a part of this, the regular season if they play it out. The Cleveland Cavaliers. 
the Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting at 19 and 46. They're at the bottom of the Western Conference. They have the second worst le- uh, record in the league, and they're asking yeah. Adam Silver, "Hey, let us play the season." I'm like, "For what? You're not making anything." Yeah. You are not making anything. The Knicks have a better chance of making it. Exactly. I don't understand that at all. Like, for instance, <laughs> if you have, if you have, let's say, uh, if you invite twenty-two teams, the Knicks make the cut at twenty-one and forty-five. Yeah. They're they're fourteen. Yeah. But that, but that goes back to my point of like, you know, as, celebrate mediocrity. You know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. If you're the, that goes back to my point. If you're the Cavs, you're like, hey, give us a fair shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, where do you draw that line of like, this is fair? And this is, you know, so every team, you know, aside from the Golden State Warriors, they're 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 mathematically eliminated, you know. Yeah, um, the one thing the war, the, the, the Cavs and the Timberwolves are like, hey, get, you know, what if yeah. we go on a hot run? Like, give us a fair chance. The the only but way I see just, it is this, bro. Honestly, I see it as this: Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, Golden State, Minnesota, and Phoenix play in a consolidation bracket. <laughs> Honestly, if they if they want to play that bad, look, you play in a consolidation bracket, cool, you figure it out. <laughs> then we'll crown one of y'all as the as the the worst the the best worst in the league. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it's it's too much. But at the end of the day, I'm sticking with 20 teams. I'm sticking with 20 teams. I'm sticking with Washington, and Charlotte, give them a chance. Portland and New Orleans, give them a chance. I mean, yeah. Sorry for those other 10 teams, but go home. You know, thank you so much. And we'll figure out a way to give you some money. I guess. I guess you should have won more games, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> man, it's, it's Yeah, it's, that's it's interesting, insane. man. Yeah, like it is said, so like interesting, said, man. We have to we have to label this season and possibly next season as just different. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look different, man. It's gonna feel different. I've even thought about like what if you guys start the playoffs and then like during during the the finals because that's when they have more breaks right they have two three days between games and stuff like that what if like during one of those breaks you have your draft right and then like immediately after you know you're you're immediately after somebody wins the the championship you go in free agency and one thing i also forgot was the summer league like what do you do with the summer league yeah because that's your time to scout players and then scouts you know yeah to your g league and then Hey, we're gonna keep you on on the roster for, for instance, the the LA Lakers, and then whenever you're you're down, you're with the South Bay Lakers. You know, yeah. I mean? we're gonna keep you as a two way player. And that's a lengthy, you know, tournament as well. Obviously, I don't know, but like you would have to cut that short. Um, but again, like it's still, it's still you know very very much so important for the whole off season process. That's why I say like man, draft, free agency, um, you know, summer league, training camp. All that stuff is like it's lengthy, man. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you, man. There's there's too many variables in the off yeah. season that outweigh keeping the season. Yeah, but I just, well, I just, yeah, man, it's it's gonna be interesting the way that it plays out, man. So for you watching this, listening, keep up with us on social media, keep up with the podcast. We'll keep you guys updated as much as we can. Um, we're constantly, <laughs> you know, get notifications on our phone and stuff like that. We're we're itching to. Uh, and and I had actually a conversation with Shami Ojale of, of the Boston Celtics today on the Dude, phone. Yes. And like he's uh yes. man, he's he's itching to get back to play. And I was like, man, as a fan, like I'm itching to watch again. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Right. We had a good laugh and so yeah, we'll uh we'll keep you guys updated as much as we can, guys. Um but yeah, it's uh I'm 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 anxious, man. <laughs> this, I'm this, ready to get back into it. There's only so much 2K that I can play, man. Come on. I know. There's yeah. only there's only so there's only so many times where I can just watch like, oh, you can watch the 07 finals. Like, okay, yeah. I don't want to watch that no more, man. I want to watch real basketball. I yeah. want to see what Westbrook and yeah. Harden are gonna do. I want to see what you know what I mean. I want to see what Luca and Porzingis are gonna do. I want to see what LeBron and AD. I want to see, um, for instance, I want to see what the, if the Greek freak can kind of can win the title for Milwaukee, like whenever. Yeah. Uh, Oh man! Oh, I just need, I yeah. need to come back. I need. I need. To come I know. Back. So I, I need it, man. But like, like you so said, much. like like Fordon said, like if you've been listening or watching, we are the Assist Podcast. Um, we're under the Assist underscore Podcast on Instagram. What's up, big dog? Oh uh, no, I was just giving you an assist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was just trying to do the outro a little bit here, man. But uh, <laughs> like I said, man, this is episode one. We hope you have been hearing enough times yes. tonight, man. 
We hope that you, you've enjoyed yourself because I know we have. We're excited to go on this journey with y'all, all things basketball. I'm Roddy Castillo at CastRod12 on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's Florida on Frank Goo at Red Letter Clothing on Instagram or Florida on Frank Goo on Instagram as well. He also has a Facebook. But, guys, that's going to do it for us at the Assist yeah. Podcast. We hope you join us next time, Monday night, again, here at 8 o'clock. Be blessed and enjoy the dimes. Peace. <laughs>